Hey everyone, what's up? Here is another episode of Find Your Film, the Find Your Film podcast. This is episode 168, and I have three things to offer up for this episode. Two of these are from courtesy of Eric Holmes. He has done two interviews for the movies A Million Miles Away and My Last Best Friend. First up will be the My Last Best Friend interviews with Eric Roberts and director Filippo M. Prandi. Here's the thing, I've never, in my 30 plus years, I've never interviewed Eric Roberts, but I know Eric Holmes is a fan, and I I know he was going to ask some really good questions of Eric Roberts, and he does. At the top of the interview, he asked Eric Roberts about his approach to acting, and if he continues after all these years to learn something about the craft. So that was a very good question he asked. And Filippo, this is, I believe, his feature film debut, and he talks about his journey making My Last Best Friend. Now, as of this recording, it's playing in LA, and then it hits a New York theater next week. So most of you won't be able to see it if you're not living in either of these two locations. So I'll, I'll give a actual website where you can check information about this movie if it's playing in your area or when it hits DVD or streaming or on demand where you can get it. Just refer yourself, refer to this site. Okay, so that's the first one is My Last Best Friend. The second one is A Million Miles Away. Eric interviews producers Mark Chiardi and Campbell McGinnis. Really good interview as well. If you have not seen A Million Miles Away, currently streaming on Prime Video, true story of former astronaut Jose Hernandez and his journey into space. It's just not about the space journey. Played by Hernandez is played by Michael Pena. And what's interesting about this story is it focuses on his life as a child and growing up, getting married, having a family, and all those years obsessing about being an astronaut, and it's about his perseverance to finally get to that to that stage. And both me and Eric really love the movie. We gave it five stars. Very emotional film. I highly suggest you check out A Million Miles Away. You might look at it and say, oh, this is sort of a cheesy movie that feels good and it could be very predictable. And you might not, you might just swipe differently on Prime Video and look for something more challenging or whatnot. No, this is a very well done, well told story. Excellent, excellent movie all across the board. I have not seen My Last Best Friend. Eric interviews, Eric gave his review on that film over on this week's podcast for episode for Cinematics. So those two things. Last thing is I ripped the video from my Find Your Films video of Bad City because I'm offering up one Blu-ray for Bad City from WellGo USA Entertainment. Thank you to them for giving me two DVD, two Blu-rays one of the Blu-rays I will be reviewing, but one Blu-ray for Bad City, and I was looking on Rotten Tomatoes. It has, I think, 80% for critics and 80% from the audience. It's out on digital right now. It hits Blu-ray and DVD September 19th, and this is a movie that actually, after this recording, I'm going to put on Blu-ray and start watching it, and it says here, Bad City, quote, in the Yakuza, or how do you say it, Yakuza? In the Yakuza underworld, corruption runs deep. So again, Blu-ray and DVD, September 19th. It has an all-new English dub, and it is currently available on digital. And yeah, it runs 119 minutes. It's not rated. Japanese film, Yakuza. I Wellgo USA, need I say more? So thanks to them for supplying me with the product. There are a couple more Wellgo USA titles I will be uh, offering up here on this Find Your Film podcast as well. All you need to do to enter is be a subscriber to my Find Your Films YouTube channel, and I'll provide a link for that as well. The giveaway ends 
September 20, no, the giveaway ends September 22nd of 2023. All right, September 22nd, which is a Friday here stateside. So please enter, support the podcast, check out Eric's interviews for My Last Best Friend and A Million Miles Away. Thank you so much. This again, this is the third thing is a rip from the video. So you're going to hear sort of my, me and my video thing. Not like I have a video thing, but I'll do more exclusive reviews here on Find Your Film a podcast version. But right now, just so you could get more information about the giveaway, I tacked that on towards the end of the podcast. All right. If you have any questions, comments, etc., hit me up on info at findyourfilms.com. Thanks again so much for supporting this podcast. I know we're getting um, slowly getting traction on this podcast and even in that international area. So if you are not living in the U.S. and are listening to this podcast, thank you so much. Really appreciate your support as well. And of course, if you're in the States, you, we're basically neighbors, right? So that thank you for that as well. Just really appreciate all the support from around the world for Find Your Films or Find Your Film, however you want to say it. My goal and Eric's goal and Bruce's goal is on a given basis, we like to recommend different films that we find that are kind of under the radar. So hopefully you'll see these movies and um, yeah, you'll give some feedback on what you think of these movies as well. So also in the Bad City review I do towards the third segment, it's sort of an unboxing. So you don't see the video. If you want to see the video, I'll link it in the show notes. So I open up a couple of packages as, and I'm not going to tell you what those movies that were sent to me are. You'll have to listen to it or watch it on YouTube. And one more thing. For My Last Best Friend, I think Filippo Amprandi talks about his love for the movie Reds, which I believe was directed by Robert Beatty, not Robert Beatty, by Warren Beatty and stars Diane Keaton, if I recall, and Jack Nicholson. And yeah, yeah. So anyways, that's one of the movie recommendations. I tried, and Eric Roberts, very quickly, his recommendation is Hal Ashby's Harold and Maude. So those are the quote-unquote find-your-film picks this week from Eric Roberts and Filippo Amprandi. And we use most of those picks for Bruce's What's in the Box segment for cinematics. Yeah, have you seen Reds? Have you seen Harold and Maude? Tell us what you think of these movies. All right, guys, take care and talk to you guys soon. Bye. Hello. So I'm here with uh, Eric Roberts and Filippo Prandi, the actor and director of My Last Best Friend. Actually, Eric, I want to start with you. You're quite prolific as far as as far as acting goes. Might be the most prolific. And I talked to Casper Van Dien like a couple months ago about like uh you know actors who work as much as he does and as much as you do. Like, is there anything left to learn? Because I'm guessing with as much as you know, like a uh, a uh, mechanic would be working for 40 years, doing the same thing every day for 40 years, and they get to become a master of what they do. Is there anything you still learn with acting these days? Yeah, every day. It's not like it's not like after you do a lot, you know a lot. You just you just have done a lot and you and you and you know what not to do a lot of. It, it's it's a it's a mixed bag, but you never with something like acting or like painting or like dancing or like singing or like writing anything that's a specific avenue you are you are you you are never get finished you're always you're always getting better you're always getting or you're always making a mistake that you don't make the next time whatever it is but but it, it is a never-ending process and uh in many ways i was a better actor in 1978 than i am now because i hadn't had 
this uh, this 40 years to think about it. <laughs> and so I didn't second guess myself ever when I was a kid. And as an adult, I sometimes ask myself three or four times if this is best. Yeah. Well, it, so uh, I, I'm not an actor and it's not one of my aspirations. Um, but the idea of uh, learning lines for a movie would be pretty daunting for me, but you do like a bunch a year. Like how, how are you able to fit all that in your head and be able to get that on screen? Well, learning lines is not very difficult, but when you don't have time, when it's an overnight thing, like I do a lot of things, I will wrap on a Sunday evening. I'll be on, 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 on another set Monday morning. When that happens, you have to have cue cards. And, uh, I have a guy who, uh, who makes mine and, uh, he does, he does, he does not time in TV talk shows too. And they're big block letters and you can see them across the street. So, 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 so nobody ever sees me read because they're so far away. I can just glance at it. I know what it says and I say my line. And, uh, but you, uh, you get those when you have an eight hour turnaround or a, or a, or a 14 hour turnaround on a project. That's when you use your cue cards and, uh, you try not to because it, it, it distracts the other actors and it's a pain in the ass for your DP. But uh, but uh, but uh, but uh, but uh, cue cards have saved my life maybe thirty times. So uh, out of my seven hundred appearances, I've used them about thirty times, and I highly recommend them. <laughs> and uh, uh, Filippo, uh, I would like to include you in this conversation. But the uh, the the picture behind me is a particular scene. Uh, Eric Roberts uh, acts against himself a lot. This particular scene was done really well. Um, as far as, cause normally you have like the split screen and you can tell, but like you had the, you had the, uh, the focus change a lot and the camera was moving. Can, can yeah. you kind of talk about that? Uh, gladly. <laughs> I love technical questions. Um, yeah, that's, that particular scene, uh, was achieved, uh, via green screen, uh, so that one uh, character could, um, so the two characters could actually cross. Uh, their ways and um, and uh, yeah, I decided to uh, that an important uh, part of the effect um, was the rec focusing, um, and and as a matter of fact, one of them uh, the, the focus shifts from the, the foreground to the background, uh, but it's also different depending on how far the two characters are from uh, one another. When they're closer, the one that goes out of focus is less out of focus than it was before. I. Um, I gotta be honest with you. I'm not a great fan of split screens in general. Uh, like when they do them in movies, to have two actors in focus at the same time. It's not split screen per se, but it's like a split uh, lens kind of effect. I'm not a fan uh, per se, and uh, and I knew that I couldn't have possibly done that in this movie because otherwise it wouldn't have given away the the effect. Sometimes we did split screens, but there is also rotoscoping involved. So yeah, it was it was a challenging. It was challenging. That's yeah. for sure. And for both of you, like, uh, what what brought you two together for this, uh, Filippo? Like, what what uh, brought this movie uh, to life? And then, how did you come across uh, Eric Roberts? I wanted to work with Eric at some point. I uh, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't want to? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I'm a big fan of his, and um, I knew that he could pull it off. And uh, and uh, quite frankly, I had another. A project in mind to film in 2020 but then uh, the the production had to be paused uh, we, we didn't even start principal photography because the pandemic came along and uh, and then i wrote a, a screenplay and then was my last best friend uh, and i um, and i figured hey i couldn't get to work uh, with eric on that movie uh, but 
now I want to make another movie with them. So um, I, I kind of knew it from, from the beginning that I want to, of course, I had to um, hope uh, that, 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 that it was going to um, be a possibility. I mean, I, of course, I, I can't speak for his <laughs> schedule or anything, but uh, we made it possible. So. Yeah. And uh, Eric, uh, I see here uh, uh, you're involved with the charity naturalchild.org. And you and your wife uh, have an animal rescue. What, what can you say about those things? Well, my wife will rescue anything, anything at all, be it an insect, be it, be it you know, <laughs> we, we get home. No, I'm not joking. We get home and we go straight to the pool with a skimmer because sometimes there's, there's a bee or a fly who gets caught in the water and she, and, and we save bees. And uh, so everything, everything, everything is worth saving. And uh, like I used to kill gnats, that kind of thing. Oh, a gnat, you know, and my wife, what, what do you just do? You just killed somebody's mother. And um, it was kind of funny at first, but it, like matters to her. And so because it matters to her, it matters to me. So, you know, my, she won't kill anything. So how'd this come up? What are we talking about? What's, what's the question? Uh, the, the animal rescue, but wrote, wrote, oh, yeah. wrote. Real quick, uh, uh, Anderson Cowan, who started Cinematics, which is what we're on now, uh, he he does that same thing with the with with the bees in the pool. So that <laughs> I, I I think I'll be quite quite glad to hear that. I'm sure. But yeah, we're talking about the animal rescue and then the naturalchild.org. Well, naturalchild.org is the greatest new discovery of my life in understanding the relationship between a parent and a child, and understanding. A child, understanding the uh, the uh, the growing up and what it takes, and and your input into it, and um, how it can be as glorious for you as it is for the child if you do it right. Jan Hunt, naturalchild dot org. You'll be so glad you did. And uh, Filippo, I, I also wanted to. Uh, I, I saw you did a movie called Incompleto. Um, is that available online? Where, where can people uh, I, see that? I doubt that? it very much. <laughs> That was my thesis in college. Um, it was shot on a mini TV cam. I know that this movie, my last best friend, uh, uh, marks my directorial debut. It's, um, I mean, I did that movie, um, got some recognition at some awards. Uh, uh, but um, I got to be honest with you, when I look back at that movie, um, I got to use the words that uh, Kubrick used to when he looked back at his first feature film, Fear and Desire. Uh, it's like a child's, uh, a kid's drawing uh, that he, did for mom and dad so they can pin on the fridge yeah i I mean that that, very young that that's pretty much art isn't it yeah 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 you know you're you're rough around the edges and then you get better as you go along i I can tell you one thing about that movie it was my uh beginning as a video editor uh at the at that time i did it um at a more like an amateur like um but um later on uh uh, simply by uh, editing that feature film, uh, I when I went to film school uh, here in the U.S., uh, I went to New York Film Academy, uh, and later on when I worked for a production company, I did video editing. Uh, I um, I was proficient with the editing software on account of that first feature film. So yeah, it was it was good. It, it, it was a good experience. Yeah. Well, uh, it looks like uh, this is uh, my my last best friend is opening at uh, Cinelog Sunset on friday september 22nd and new york uh friday september 15th at stewart cinema and cafe um 
right? That, that's going to be pretty exciting for for you guys. Uh, you especially right. Filippo to, to have your movie played <laughs> on uh, big screens. Yeah, it took took me a while to to finish it up. So <laughs> we're glad that he finally sees the light the light of the day. We're we're very pleased. Yeah, um, I'll I'll end, end on this. Uh, my co-host Bruce has a we have a what's in the box segment where we have people put movies in a box. Uh, these are movies that are um, that you really like that you feel not enough people talk about. It's like I that that one's really good. Why does no one talk about that? What or or maybe a movie that's like deeply personal to you that maybe uh, that you keep going back to. What, what's a movie for each of you that you like to put in the box? Let's see. Let's go with an old old classic movie with great actors and great director, uh, Harold and Maude. Oh, that's actually Bruce's favorite movie. <laughs> he nailed it. <laughs> uh, what a movie. Yeah. And you, Filippo? Movie in a box. Um, known, uh, relatively unknown. Uh, <laughs> like it's, uh, it's, it's hard to answer. Um, I'll probably say Reds. Uh, Warren Beatty's Reds. Yeah. Uh, 1981. Uh, yeah, the um, uh, the the dialogue is uh, what made me want to be a filmmaker. Uh, the dialogue scene between um, Jack Nicholson and uh, Diane Keaton, uh, I think I recited it once on set, uh, which might have been I don't know quite funny to witness. Uh, but uh, when I listened to that dialogue, I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. So yeah, that would be it. Reds. Yeah. Well, uh, Eric Filippo, uh, thank you for joining me today. Um, thank you, Kevin. Eric. Kevin, I, I, I go by Kevin too, but, <laughs> but I'll, I'll go by the less talented Eric in the room, if if I may. <laughs> I correct myself. Sorry, Eric. <laughs> no, no, thank you good. for having us. Yeah, yeah you dude, guys have, dude. Thank you. It was a real pleasure. Thanks. So, Michael Chiardi and Mark McInnes, or uh, Campbell, Campbell McInnes, Campbell Campbell McInnes. Yes, yeah. good to meet you, Eric. Mark. Yeah, it's good to meet you too. Um. Shoot, what can I say about this movie? I love this movie. I love this movie so much. Um, oh, uh, pe- people always uh, often melodrama usually has a bad connotation to it, but I, I'm a fan of uh, Sidney Lament who talks about melodrama in the best possible sense, and I think this movie has that in spades. This is like a really good kind of kind of you know where the movie's going, but you still root for it. And and uh, yeah, this this uh, Michael Pena's great in it and he's totally likable and you're with him the whole time rosa salazar and then you guys threw in michelle krusik and not a lot of people know her but i absolutely love her and that was a wonderful surprise and a more to come which we won't talk about today but uh just fantastic movie all around i really enjoyed this so congratulations and i guess the first question is uh what brought this together yeah, so it, it came together. First of all, thank you for your comments. And, and, uh, Sydney Lamette, I mean, that's, you know, great company to be in. And honestly, that has to do with your director. I mean, I think that these stories can go in a very kind of traditional, you know, very melodramatic, very obvious way. And I think Alejandra Marquez Abella is, is an amazing filmmaker. So, um, a lot of this goes to, to her, but it started, you know, before that with Jose walking into our office four years ago. And, you know, uh, us identifying and falling in love with his story, knowing right away that it was a movie and could be a movie. And then, you know, you got to be on this this journey to try to, you know, have others agree with you and and put it together and and develop a great screenplay, get a good, a great home like Amazon. And everything just worked out incredibly well. You know, Michael Pena was our first choice when we talked about it um, four years ago when he walked into our office. Uh, Jose also agreed. And 
once it was time to, to send a script out, you know, Michael loved it and became a great partner. And, you know, we saw a lot of different Adela's and, um, and Rosa stood out, you know, we read so many different girls and, uh, their chemistry was undeniable. So, you know, it's just a great process, you know, and, um, it was, a, it was a fun one and a hard one. We're going through a, a spanning a lot of years of, of, of life for Jose. And again, I go back to, to Alejandra. She's a, she's a great filmmaker and, um, you know, I'm, I'm, we're really excited for everyone to see this film now. Yeah, one one of the one of the great things about this uh, uh, Rosa Salazar's character Adela, um, in any other movie, and th- and forgive me because this is what I initially thought when her character came in. Oh, she's going to be the she's going to be the overbearing wife who uh, blah blah blah. It was not that at all. She was extremely supportive, and there was like a lot of love within the within the family dynamic. And you got, and then, so when it got tough for them, when they got through the hard times and you saw them come together, it just, it just made it that much more beautiful and emotional. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We, uh, you know, I mean, we, we just, we made a really, really smart choice in bringing um, Alejandra on to direct this film, you know, to have that female perspective, you know, the movie almost becomes a two-hander. I mean, it is a movie about Jose Hernandez, but at the same time, Adela's got a lot of agency. Um, and his, historically, meaning in the true story, um, you know, Jose will be the first to tell you that, uh, you know, it takes a village. And, you know, right there by his side was was uh, Adela and the sacrifices that she made. And, um, you know, we just to see that that the script evolved, um, you know, you know, Alejandra went and sat down with Adela. She's like, I need to know Adela. I need to, you know, I want to, I want to tell her story, uh, you know, side by side with Jose's and, and it really shines through. It really shines through. And I, Mark and I both, you know, obviously we, we chose the perfect people to play these roles, but that chemistry and then, you know, just the way that the, the film came together, you know, I couldn't agree with you more, uh, Eric. It's like they, you just root for them so much, you know, when, when she looks in his eyes and says, you know, you know, I don't think that, you know, applying to NASA is a stupid dream. And, and, and you see it in her eyes that she really believes in him. Cause I don't know if he believes in himself at that point, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of an audacious dream, right? So to have a, to have a partner in life that can give you that little inertia, that push to really, uh, you know, dive head first into achieving um, is pretty incredible. Yeah. Th- at that point he was all, he was definitely kind of like embarrassed to even say it out loud. And then when she gets, you know, she, she like locks it in. It's like, no, I believe it. That, yeah. That was a great scene. And then to see like all the, all the fights that, you know, it's like, Oh, it's not just about applying and uh, yeah. getting it back. You have to, you have to work for it. How, how much did you guys get to work with uh, Jose Hernandez in telling this story and how much of this, like, cause you know, this is not a documentary. This is a movie. So there, you yeah. got to hit certain beats. So like, what were some challenges bringing the real life story to uh, the movie that we ended up seeing? We, we, we spent a lot of time talking with Jose. I mean, he was our source. It's his story. You know, there's, he had his book, but you know, you also, you know, pull out stuff that's maybe not in the books, you know, just what, what were you feeling and you know, what were your emotions and uh, you know, uh, there's a highlight reel of this film. And then there's the, the moments that are really quiet that, that are, I think, fantastic. I think the biggest challenge with this, with this movie was trying to span all the years, right? We start when he kind of graduates and, and, you know, 
and then ends with him going up to space. It's close to 30 years, you know, 25 years. And, um, and he, uh, pulling that off in a screenplay where you're not just like, okay, here's this year. We, we tried to kind of blend and blur and, you know, a progression of time that we didn't have to kind of put cards up of what year it was every single time. And so getting through that and actually having that as kind of some of the best scenes and montages of, of, of playing with time uh, was I think the biggest challenge and then some of the best work in the film. Yeah. Also like early on, this kind of comes off as a low budget movie. I, I have no idea what the budget was on this, but then uh, spoiler alert, when he gets to space, the space scenes are really, really well done. So yeah. there, there had to have been uh, the, a lot of money put into special effects, or maybe it was a lot easier to put it together than what, I'm thinking, or what, what was that it, process like? Yeah, it's interesting, Eric. We shot the whole film in Mexico, um, a lot in Mexico City, and then two other towns, uh, Queretaro and, and uh, San Luis Potosi. Um, Alejandra's from Mexico City, and she had brought this up early on, because initially we we're going to shoot probably in two or three places in the U.S., you know, base somewhere you know, for the Stockton scenes and maybe go to Houston, maybe, and that's really expensive to move production. So we ended up shooting and, and looking at Mexico as an alternative and uh, incredible crew down there. You know, we basically created everything from, from the Hilo Dunker to, to the, you know, all of the, the NASA, you know, internal, the shuttle, the simulator, the, you know, and 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 we got that production value down there because none of that exists anymore. So you'd have to even look to find where it is because it's a period piece. It's from 2003 to 2009 once it gets to 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 NASA. So that was a huge challenge. And and you know we we just you know we talked to our production designer. He's like, no, I'll make it. You know we were going to bring in a shuttle from the U.S. that exists and and drive it down. He's like, no, I'm going to make it. And we we're like, really? And and it's it's incredible. You know, and NASA was a huge help too. you know, getting all their stock footage to look at and and some of it we put in the movie. So that blending of it was just incredible and, and, and you know, just so authentic, ultimately. Um, and, I, and I would add, uh, you know, I think, you know, Jose, um, Alejandro wanted to juxtapose, you know, the intimacy of Jose's childhood with the scale and scope of his achievement. Right. Um, so I remember early on um, that was so important to her and to us. She's like, you know, when, you know, we're showing a migrant farm worker achieve this dream and it's got to feel big. It's got to feel big because it's such a big accomplishment. And I love that juxtaposition between sort of the agrarian, you know, the feel, the, the migrant farm workers, the, uh, you know, the simple home that Jose grew up grow up in and you sort of see as as his dream as he gets closer to his dream the uh the sort of the world in, increases and you know she even had you know these color palettes of you know color palettes that kind of if you you know watch the movie again maybe you'll notice eric will maybe recognize this but it's it's very earth tones you know even the uh mazda rx7 you know the real one wasn't that color but alejandro's like i want it to be the color of the earth and then and then the blues of NASA, and then the movie sort of shifts in colors as uh, as uh, we move from, uh, you know, Livermore to NASA. From, so from yeah, Grand to Sky, just as his uh, brother mentioned. Yeah, yeah exactly. So all uh, all very uh, intentional. And I, 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 we don't have much time. I could talk about this movie all day. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, I don't get a chance. You guys are 
primarily producers and i don't get to talk to like i talk to like writer producers and director producers on so forth but uh for you guys producing movies what goes into choosing movies and putting them together and also uh what are some movies uh you produced in the past that like uh you're really championing but maybe didn't get uh you know didn't get enough eyes on it that you'd probably like to get more eyes on that we could point people to um yeah, it's a good question. So um, with figuring out a movie, it's, it's you just have to have a gut instinct. You know, you have to fall in love with it yourself and then feel like, first of all, structurally, does it work? And and can you get others as interested as you are? I mean, it has to start with your own passion. So that's something I think that just becomes a little bit of a shorthand in your gut and, and knowing. I mean, there's lots of great stories out there. Not all of them are cinematic or can be movies. Um you know, worked on a lot of great, I think, films, um, you know, a movie like McFarlane USA, uh, similarities there. Uh, the original screenwriter on that movie was our first screenwriter on this film. So good connection there. But, uh, you know, we both our first Camel and mine first movie was Chappaquiddick, which I think was oh. a fantastic movie that, uh, you know, people see it and they see it over time. But, uh, you know, you, you, you always want to continue to get eyes on a film. Um, we did a movie also called Safety. I think that that you know similar you know things of you know what you have to overcome um, you know the 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 odds you know those are all films I think pretty much all the films that we do maybe aside from Chappaquiddick are you know inspirational and you know against all odds and and you know uh, just just the furthest furthest odds you can and that's where we came up with the title of a million miles away it's it's that, that's how far the stars are and that's how far his dream was so yeah. Yeah, I've been fortunate, um, Eric, to uh, to learn from a you know really talented, hands-on producer. You know, we've been collaborating now for seven or eight years, and you know, Mark's body of work before we started collaborating uh, was pretty uh, pretty impressive. Everything from Miracle to uh, The Rookie, you know, all these great uh, Disney films, you know, that he that he made um, while uh, while a producer with the deal there, and then um, you know we we've been just you know we've been just talking over the last, you know, four or five years. Well, how, how do you take that, that story and, and make it uh, a, a more of a global story? And it's, it's to move, move these stories and, you know, away from the playing field and into, uh, you know, different areas. And this is one of the first films that, um, you know, uh, you know, we have others uh, that we're, that we're uh, excited about, but this is the first one. And um, I got to say, you know, being hands-on is the key. I mean, we, uh, we are involved. We were on set every day. We were in, po- we were in the editing room all the time. We our, our our fingerprints are all over every element of this. And that's because uh, we're creative producers and that's, uh, and we champion, we, we champion uh, the projects we believe in and we, we try to bring in uh, the most, you know, the most talented people we can to collaborate with and, with Alejandro filmmaker. Exactly. It's all about, for us, it's all about uh, passing the baton to a, to a talented filmmaker who, who's, who listens and who's a collaborator. And, um, and then, you know, the sky's the limit. I mean, our filmmaker just won the uh, best picture, the Mexican version of best picture, the Ariel for best picture for her last movie um, two nights ago. So we, I guess we know how to pick them, you know? Yeah. Well, and and again, I cannot stress this enough. You guys got Michelle Krusek in there, so more of that, please. Well, yeah, I'm glad you like Michelle. 
Oh, I, yeah. I, I love her. I got to interview her uh, for, uh, she did a uh, bite-sized Halloween short, uh, Nyan, and she's, uh, 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 I, I just love her. And to see her pop up in this, I was so excited. Yeah, her, yeah. when she comes back at the end, and, and you can see her in the reflection before she sits down, the whole audience just gasps. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't I didn't want to say anything because I thought that'd be a spoiler, but since you brought it up, uh, hey, I, I was bawling that. my eyes out when yeah. that happened. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad we made you cry, Eric. Oh, you made me cry at least five times in this movie. <laughs> you know, this movie could have been—you're right—so melodramatic, and uh, but you know, in the right hands, it becomes something way more than that. You know, yeah. no, you know, it plays against stereotype. It doesn't—it doesn't put a wedge between you know immigrant and non-immigrant. Like it's just—I uh, we're so proud of this one. Yeah. But see, like, I, I think it is melodramatic, but like lo, what Sidney Lament says, that's not a bad thing. That's, that's a, that's a type of feeling you go for in a movie. Oh, and I, yeah. and I, and I think some people go for melodramatic and it becomes obvious and to where it doesn't work. Yeah, but yeah. then you got movies or like that, this. I guess or, the word or, or you mentioned, yeah. But you also mentioned Miracle. And that's another great example of a, a melodrama that just fucking works. And yeah. Gavin did a great job, you know, in the right hands, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a great thing. Nobody better than Lamette, though. I mean, it's, that's, oh, that's yeah. it feeling organic and, and conversational and, you know, you feel like you're there rather than watching a very contrived scene. So. Yes. I, I mean, if it, if it's good enough for him, it should be good enough for the rest of us. I think. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Campbell and Mark, uh, so this movie comes out on prime video on September 15th, as we're recording this on the 11th. Uh, hopefully by the time anyone watching or listening to this, uh, should be out now or, uh, this Friday, go watch this, man. It, it, if you want to feel good about yourself, this is definitely a feel good movie. Performances are great. You guys knocked it out of the park and thank you for an awesome movie. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate yeah. it. Hey guys, what's up? It's Greg Srisvastia with the Find Your Films YouTube channel. For more DVD and Blu-ray reviews, as well as giveaways, please subscribe to my channel, like the video, share. I am trying to build up a physical media community with this Find Your Films YouTube channel, as well as promote the podcast I do with Eric Holmes and Bruce Perky. It is an interview-driven podcast called Find Your Film. Now, for the purposes of this video, I'm doing an unboxing, and it's not... These unboxings are not going to be every week. I don't get a ton of Blu-rays and DVDs like I did back in the day. But the good thing is every couple of weeks, I'll get maybe three or four boxes that I don't know about. And I'm just going to open them and see a lot of these, maybe 50% of these, I will be doing it for a giveaway specifically for this channel. So if you are a subscriber to the Find Your Films channel, then you pretty much qualify for all of the giveaways coming down the pike on this channel. Now, speaking of that, what is coming down the pike as of September 22nd, 2023. Right now, I'm recording it Saturday, September 16th. This ends September 25th. It's just a simple Blu ray giveaway for this weekend. That is Bad City. Bad City. That is from Wellgo USA Entertainment. I have not seen this movie. I looked at Rotten Tomatoes. I've been getting some really good critics ratings. I'm going to watch it today and tell you guys if it's any good, if this movie is any good. Whether it's great or not, I am giving this Blu-ray away for this channel. All, again, all you need to do is if you are a subscriber to this Find Your Films YouTube channel, you qualify. Once you do that, enter the giveaway you have until September 25th. Email me at info at findyourfilms.com to express your interest in entering the Bad City Blu-ray giveaway from Welco USA Entertainment. 
Again, a lot of the Blu-rays and DVDs I've been getting for giveaways have been to through Welgo USA Entertainment, and hopefully down the road, I'll open it up more to some more labels to send me some stuff so I can send you guys some stuff for the giveaways. Okay, so that's first off. Now, secondly, let's do the unboxings and let's see what are the Blu-rays that I'm either going to keep or hopefully use for giveaways. Okay, so let me try right now. Here is FedEx. It is from, sorry if I'm on mic. Also, this is Salon Pass. I put Salon Pass on because my neck is aching. That's what happens when you are an old man like me. All right, let's see what this unboxing is for. First one up. Let's see what Blu-ray I'm I'm going to get or whatnot. This is from okay Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. And it is... Oh, very cool. I got The Exorcist. I will be reviewing this and for for my website, findyourfilms.com. So The Exorcist, leave in the comments below. Is this your favorite? By the way, rest in peace to William Friedkin. Is The Exorcist your favorite film from director William Friedkin? I interviewed him years ago, not, not for the 4K release, for possibly maybe even the DVD release for The Exorcist when Warner Brothers Home Entertainment was doing some kind of deluxe iteration years back. And I think we, we also got Linda Blair. I wish I actually had those tapes. And you know what? I'll, I'm going to try to hit up an, an old buddy of mine to see he, if he has any old interview tapes from The Exorcist. And maybe for my review, I'll use some of that audio as well. All right. 4K for The Exorcist. Tell me, tell me guys, if you're going to purchase this as well. That is a really cool get. I mentioned Welgo USA Entertainment. Here is looking. I have two boxes. This is the first box from Welgo USA Entertainment. I'm going to open it right now. So yeah, William Friedkin films that I really love include The Hunted with Benicio Del Toro and Tommy Lee Jones. I feel that's probably one of his most underrated films. There's another movie that I think a lot of you know, or maybe it's still underrated. So it's a Roy Scheider film called Sorcerer, and that is the remake of the movie The Wages of Fear. But Sorcerer, I think it was either released 1976 or 77. That's a great movie if you haven't seen it from William Friedkin. I don't know if you're going to like it as much as The Exorcist, but it's still one of his classic works. And I, I think one of his most underrated works, again, is the movie The Hunted with Benicio Del Toro and Tommy Lee Jones. Very spare, knife-fighting kind of film. Here's what I got for Welgo USA for the giveaways. This is after after Bad City. I don't know when. By the way, Bad City comes out this week. I don't know what specific date on that Tuesday. So let's see, 22 minus 3, I think maybe September 19th. Don't quote me on Bad City. But I, I will give you information on the release of this Blu-ray on my findyourfilms.com site. And also for the giveaway to get this Blu-ray, just read on the show notes or just email me if you're already a subscriber. All right. So Gangnam Zombie, Gangnam Zombie is the latest thing. I have three, so that means I'm going to review one of them, and I'm going to give these two away in about a couple of weeks. So again, become a member of the channel, and whenever this is out, I will either post a video on the channel, or maybe I should even start a newsletter. But So after Bad City, then Gangnam Zombie for from Welgo USA Entertainment. Thanks again to them for this. You know what? There, this is another Welgo USA Entertainment, so I might as well open this as well. Let's see. So the first, I guess for the next several weeks, I will be hooked up and you guys will be hooked up as well for Wellgo USA Entertainment releases. As far as that brand, Wellgo USA Entertainment, there is a movie that I think from their label that is highly underrated. Usually their stuff is very action driven there, but there is this Korean film called House of Hummingbird. 
House of Hummingbird from Welco USA Entertainment. And it's pretty much a coming of age story of this. I don't know. Maybe she's 14 or 15 around that age. Just a 14-year-old or 15-year-old high schooler in Korea. And it's about her coming of age and trying to find her sort of place in life. She comes from a very dysfunctional family. She has a teacher who believes in her and it's centered around a an event that happened in Korea as well. There's an, an inciting event towards the end of the movie. Very, very good drama from Welco USA Entertainment. It was streaming back in the day on, on uh, Prime Video, but check it out. Go to Just Watch, see if House of Hummingbird is streaming. If you love really nuanced dramas Welco, from Welco USA Entertainment or just... Yeah, just really interesting movies. House of Hummingbird is just a movie that I feel is under the radar. Very praised in Korea, but internet unless you're a diehard cinephile, you probably have not heard about that movie. Very touching film. Let's see what else that Wellgo sent me. Let's see. This is for Creepy Crawly. That is, I don't know what kind of, this is a movie called Creepy Crawly from Wellgo USA Entertainment. That is, I don't even know what that is. It's some kind of unmask the monster that looks like like some kind of succubus or something like that and yeah okay again this is a movie that i will see and honestly unbiasedly review and tell you guys if you're going to find some added value to this movie again it's creepy crawly from Mulgo usa entertainment that is going to be probably in a couple weeks i'm gonna have to check my emails which one maybe gangnam zombie releases before creepy crawly but at least these are the two Movies, two Blu-rays that will be coming up after the Bad City Blu-ray ends, giveaway ends on September 22nd. Okay, so finally, last unboxing, and this is it. This is from, let's see, this is from Criterion. So thanks again to Warner Brothers Home Entertainment, Wellgo USA, Wellgo USA Entertainment, and the lovely folks over at Criterion for this, whatever this is. I did not order a Criterion. Let me see what, I forgot what I ordered. Sometimes I get Criterion Blu-rays. I don't usually do them for giveaways. I do them for reviews. But let's see what I have here. So far, let me pull that out. And it is... Oh, Walkabout. Yes, Walkabout. Really love Walkabout. 4K Blu-ray release. And here's really one cool thing about this. I interviewed... not. I didn't interview it. Uh, my buddy Eric Holmes, co-host of, of Cinematics and Find Your Film... He interviewed one of the filmmakers behind this movie that I think is really good called Deadshot. Is that the movie? The name of the movie, Deadshot? Really underrated film. I think right now, as if this recording, it's streaming on Hula. I mean, Hula, Hoopla. And I will put information on that. One of the, I think it's, he's a twin. The brothers are twin. I forgot. Are they the guard brothers or something? Like, um, anyways, they're directors of this movie called Deadshot, I believe. And one of the filmmakers, talks about his love for Walkabout. And in this movie actually turned me on to Nicholas Rogue way back in the day. This is the one film that really affected me when I was a teenager, not a teenager, maybe in my early 20s. And I went on a whole just rabbit hole, a deep dive on on the films of Nicholas Rogue in my early 20s. I started with Walkabout, then um, do, Don't Look Now. I got into, there's a movie called Bad Timing. It's called Bad Timing Now, but when I was watching it, it was formerly called Bad Timing, Essential Obsession, starring Art Garfunkel and Teresa Russell. There's a movie I had on VHS called Eureka. And I remember that movie being panned, but I watched that movie. I wish I still had that VHS tape. I remember actually thinking that movie's underrated. So there's a whole bunch of stuff from Nicholas Rogue that I have yet to see, but just glad that I received a 4K copy 
the 4K of, of a walkabout. And I'll do a Blu-ray review here, 4K UHD and Blu-ray review here on this channel. That is it. Again, Bad City. To recap, September 22nd, it ends the giveaway. Comment below if, if you're into it or just subscribe and you will be entered and then email me at, at info at findyourfilms.com. And then again, down the line, the Blu-rays that I'll be giving away are Creepy Crawly and Gangnam Zombie. And yeah, I'll also be re- reviewing The Exorcist and, and and Walkabout. So yeah, Walkabout. So anyways, that's it. That's for the first unboxing. Hopefully down the road, I'll get some more stuff. I know this was sort of a little bit of a harried kind of video, but tell me what Blu-rays or DVDs, 4K releases that you're either looking forward to or in your collection that you you wish that uh, more people would would check out. Because I'm also in the mood when I have the money to actually buy more Blu-rays and DVDs myself. So yeah, thanks again. Please like, comment, subscribe to this Find Your Films channel. Again, every couple of weeks or now I'm going to try to make it a weekly basis. I host the, uh, there's interviews and mini reviews on my Find Your Film podcast that I do with Eric Holmes and Bruce Perky. And then also check out our weekly review podcast cinematics. All that stuff will be at the notes on the show notes. But most importantly, for the giveaways for you guys, for you fellow cinephiles, please subscribe to this channel, okay? Subscribe, like, comment, share. I will be doing a lot more giveaways on this channel specifically for the Find Your Film sub- subscribers, okay? Thank you guys so much for checking this video out. Have have a fun time watching movies. The Exorcist is awesome. And again, Walkabout is, if you love really surreal coming-of-age dramas with a an ending that packs a bleeping punch... My goodness, Walkabout is, uh, I can't wait to see this on 4K. Walkabout is an amazing, amazing film. It's a movie that Christopher Nolan loves as well. I know Christopher Nolan cites Nicholas Rogue as one of the filmmakers who is who he's inspired by, okay? And I remember years ago, I interviewed him for, I think it was Memento, and I asked him about that specific Nick Rogue question, and he forgot. I wish I had all those tapes way back in the day. Anyways, talk to you guys soon. Please subscribe. Thanks again for listening and watching to this jumbled mess of my room. All right, guys, take care.